Hey, dude. Hey, that's you good. You hear me okay? I can. Okay, cool. Waiting for Akash to join. I'm going to send him another link. So is this the real thing? I'm sorry, what is it? Is this the real thing or are we pre-recording? No, no. We're just jumping in, man. Jumping into the deep end. Hey, Akash. Hey, man. Hey, you hear us okay? Whether you want to talk a little bit? Oh, I'm sorry. What? Yeah, I can, I can hear you, mate. No, I just want to make sure that both of you can hear each other. I hear you both. Yeah, fine. I can hear everyone. Yeah, I can hear everyone now. Let's kick it. Right, let's kick it. Uh, hello and welcome to the second episode of Bar Ki Baat. Today, I have the privilege of uh, talking to two of my closest buddies from back home in Vashi, uh, Akash Ramakrishnan and Vidur Sharma. What's up, guys? What's up, it's Sharma, dude. I didn't think you would make that mistake, but I'm... Oh, no, my, my mouth's a little wet from the white claw, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I correct. I, I apologize. Vidur Sharma. There you go. Vidur, when did you become so anal about your name, man? <laughs> I didn't. It was, uh, I mean, things is... Ah, so now know, let's play a quick quiz. Okay. Let's play a quick quiz. How do you spell my name? Your first name, uh, according to the current numerology, is has three A's. Ah, well done. Well done. See, I think that's why you got a PhD, right? <laughs> Never mind. I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the reason we are doing this uh, with Akash and Vidur is Akash turned 30 on Tuesday, I believe, yes. Yeah, we don't um, talk about such things anymore. You mean I turned 21 again, correct? Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, like, it's cyclical, right? So 10 years later, you're going to be 30 again. Correct. And then 10 years after 21, <laughs> and yeah. keeps going. So I'll be like Kim Jong-un, never dead. Kim Jong-un <laughs> never dies, man. Uh, yeah, thanks for that, man. Yeah, I did turn 30. It feels surreal, man, turning 30, because it doesn't have... Like, it does have an impact in terms of a number, but in terms of, like, in terms of how you actually feel physically or how you actually think... I genuinely think like how I was when I was 28, 29, 30, 28, 29 and not specifically 30. But I think the point of the point where I do feel that some amount of maturity or attribution is like you've accumulated experience, be it good or bad. And then you can attribute it to different things you do. I think that's where like the metric of age sort of becomes useful. But I think that's that's actually a good point that you brought up turning turning 30. I don't know, man, whether it's actually useful or not. Yeah, I mean, the I reason know. the reason I even thought of doing this, I mean, yes, it was your birthday. Birthdays are occasions, but there's, there's this significance that people associate to that number 30. You get what I'm saying? Uh, like, for some reason, 30 is like welcoming the midlife crisis. And I'm there. Vidur, I don't know. what. How old are you now? Have you turned 30 yet? Yeah, we're all in the same same year. 
no but you haven't turned so, 30 yet right no i have later this year yeah so we are still going to turn 30 and uh, i have been and it's probably because of people saying things like this around me uh, about you know 30 is when you when your life starts you get what i'm saying like all your fun time is over it's time to get serious uh you know settle down etc etc the usual spiel so i was wondering like how has it changed the four days <laughs> into turning 30 like i know yeah uh i know that you know on the nothing's changed over the last one week you're still doing the same shit that you were doing last week at the same time right but in terms of mindset like do you uh do you agree with what people say are you expecting uh, you know some drastic life uh, moments to happen now that you are 30 so you're talking about an epiphany there's no sort of epiphany that happened but truth to be told right my 30 happened or that that tipping point that you're talking about like what malcolm gladwell also talks about right that tipping point for me took place when i was um i would say when i was 26 the latter half of 26 turning 27 and that's when i started discussing with you the next steps we would always jot down as to like next steps in terms of personally for me it was always the want to start a company and to take that forward and that started becoming um a live action movie you could put the just to put a metaphor in place and that started happening when i started discussing with you over a ton of beers we started ideating about different things and you would essentially help me like steer my thought process and also add a linearity to it and that started happening at a rapid pace in 27 28 and that's when we established the company and uh, yeah i would say that happened a while ago and truth to be told you can take life as seriously as you want but at then at the end of the day you're not having fun right i mean we're doing everything that we do we do it because we want to have fun even meeting up the last time the three of us met up for the champions league we didn't have an agenda but we wanted to meet up because it was fun and that's true yeah. i mean middle middle yeah. age can strike when you are 18 or when you are 40 <laughs> yeah i mean don't you realize like you almost feel like you're an entirely new adult like different from the adults that you were when you were 23 years old yeah because there's a stepping stone from 8 say 17 to 23 is different from 23 to 30 it's it's uh yeah you just feel like you're just just chugging along in your 20s and 30 just feels like what akash said it's just another number but yeah you don't have fun or your concept of uh, humor it it just changes and it uh, evolves over a period of time and yeah you don't have those many sort of enriching experiences as you would have as a you know high flying 25 year old that's concept of, yeah concept of humor is a very interesting point you brought up i mean that according to me uh humor basically defines all our lives right uh it, the kind of person you are is based or kind of dependent or is heavily influenced by the kind of things you laugh at and i don't think that has changed for the three of us over the last i think 10 years i would yeah. agree with, with with that to a certain point yes 
but yeah, I guess the context with which that applies is uh, has changed so drastically. I mean, sitting here in this sort of uh, in this COVID nineteen era, sitting at uh, at home, you feel different, like than uh, how how you were when you were a twenty three year old, uh, bumping into people every now and then, and uh, having a chance to sort of apply those uh, those character traits that you have. It's different. I mean, you you react to fun differently now than when you were as a twenty three year old. Yeah, I think that also boils down to two things, right? Um, I want to touch upon two things. Like one thing is that when you're twenty three years old, your brain is not fully developed, right? And correct me if I'm wrong, with like your prefrontal cortex, that major part where you can have the ability of thinking and whatnot, that's not completely yeah. developed. So hence, you're an idiot from the get go. <laughs> Now, like in terms of humor, man, our humor has always been slapstick. It's been horrible, and I crack these terrible <laughs> jokes every single moment that I get to see y'all or talk to y'all. And it's unforgiving, man. I don't think that's going to change, personally speaking. So, I think for us, the three of us, our majority phase took place in our twenties itself, and I think this is just a fact of being a mortal soul, right? Like, I mean, we are not immortal. I wish we were. Only Xi Jinping is. But that's that's the unfortunate <laughs> truth of the matter. Yeah, this this yeah. regarding the mortality <laughs> aspect of it, but that's 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 kind of the point that I was trying to get at. Like, uh, we did, I think we did mature very early versus a lot of people that I see, and sometimes I think that we might have missed out on some things, some things that could have been left, you know, undissected. but then on the other hand i think i dissected those things at the right time because those blinds lifted pretty early in life on how the world works you get what i'm saying yeah no yeah. you're right you're absolutely right you're absolutely right oh by the way cheers to all you guys man oh, yeah, cheers. thank you nachiget for having us <laughs> you're welcome didn't didn't cost me a penny Yeah, so tell me this, man, Nachiket. Um, what has drastically changed for you in terms of the 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 blase question is to ask you about COVID nineteen, but what has drastically changed for you over the course of time in terms of uh, aspects of behavior? Uh, like what what do you drastically see in different in yourself in the COVID nineteen period, or just general over the last ten years? Both. Both, I would, I would say so. And even for you, with this question applies to you. Oh, too. for me, I would say my sarcasm has ebbed away. I mean, when I was a twenty-year-old, I would be a total idiot, pranking on people, like doing slapstick kind of shit. But that, that sort of just gave, and I am just more calm and receptive now. So that's the big difference I have seen, and uh, it's hard to to break out of it unless you be get put in a totally new setting. That's true. And how about during COVID nineteen? Have you seen any drastic change in yourself? Not really. I mean, it's quite it's quite liberating. Uh, Why do you say that? To being uh, stressful because my job just entailed going uh, going to lab and carrying out experiments there. So this over here, I am able to do things at my own pace, sitting at at home, and uh, I have uh, good companionship. So. Yeah, so yeah. with a uh, yeah. couple of things, man. 
for the listeners of this podcast you should tell them what you essentially are doing or to whatever extent you can disclose not the nuances because <laughs> out of the three people you are actually doing something related to covid-19 i am selling ads nachiket is building cars and in both the cases the viruses can't be of any use or like fighting the virus can't be of any use yeah it's funny i think that's a good diversion from talking about your feelings and struggling with it but <laughs> <laughs> like how you make make cars and uh, yeah you make financial models i would say i work on developing molecules that that could i don't know in, in some generation be used as a uh, as treatments for for uh, different different viruses or different uh microorganism based uh diseases that's essentially what i do and i mean i would call myself as a biomolecular engineer very cool man very cool and uh actually going back uh, to my two, previous question no i should say with two postdocs uh, <laughs> on on his way to the second postdoc i've got let's not try and define what postdoc is because <laughs> that is i know you're going to say that <laughs> it's it's in the immigration more than anything else it's it's like it's like those uh, degrees you keep keep taking because yeah. you're taking your h1b <laughs> yeah yeah because in immigration scam. so nachiket you didn't give me an answer to this aspect i think uh, vidul gave me his weird elaborate answer which i expected vidul would uh what is your what is the what's the fundamental change of scene in yourself and during covid-19 so i i'll start with covid-19 honestly i have i have not changed a thing like covid-19 has actually like this this situation has made me become more of what i normally am so you know just chilling at home doing things make it's it's forced me to do things that i wouldn't have done usually like you know starting this podcast uh but that's i wouldn't say that's a direct result of covid-19 that's just a direct result of me just you know waking up one day and said fuck this let's do this uh in turn <laughs> right on man yeah and in terms of over the last 10 years i i think i have become extremely cynical and empathetic at the same time so like i have obviously learned the world a lot more i have always been cynical i've always you know not taken things at its face value uh it's just gotten better over time and one thing i do know is about myself is that I've, i've become very happy like i have recognized what i want uh objective is to stay happy whatever happens so the pursuit is always towards the uh wilsbert movie that's good man that's what i appreciate uh, about you that we're, you're able to uh, yeah describe that well uh, yeah i guess it's basically having that conviction to move forward and not being held back by conscience which is what i would associate with some of my later 20s where i used to be extremely uh, self critical and judgmental about things but i've learned just to go with the flow 
But uh, don't you think that arises from the aspect of being vulnerable and not knowing who you are? So, like the points that Nachiket brought about, right? Nachiket, I would always draw parallels to this one dude who I've always read and heard about is Jordan Peterson, this professor of psychology who has like drastically two or three dimensions of thought. Actually, not two, but like many dimensions of thought, and which draws tries to draw linearity in terms of psychology and in terms of day-to-day living. So, in terms of being a youngian. Uh, quote unquote, and since now I'm an old fart, I could say that. Um, like, don't you think it's just basically it boils down to vulnerability and a lack of self confidence? It's the inability to describe yourself which leads everybody to be vulnerable, causes breakups, causes it make causes makeups, causes families or like kids to walk away from their families. Quote unquote. Correct, but like things things like that of that nature, right? Correct, and that's something that you grow into gradually. Uh, as the years roll down, and you just get comfortable in your own skin, and uh, you're able to, yeah, just put out your character the way it is, with with better conviction than what you had before. And I think we lost Vidur. I'm going to add him back. We did lose Vidur. <laughs> I'm going to add him back. Uh, hold on, let me do this yeah. real quick. But yeah, uh, there's so uh, what's what's the word for you know being uh, trying to just can't think of the word. But either way, I mean, what I agree with what Vidur is saying is just uh, in every phase of my life, at least I have there's some things that I am always disappointed in about self. there's some some things that i want to work on and i think that is essentially what you know life is all you keep you keep coming up with hey vidur sorry i got cut off that's fine that's fine no problem hey internet internet chori maar raha hai na iske liye Okay. No, it's, 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 I, so, yeah. I was just awesome. saying, yeah, I was just saying that every, like, all of us, or at least me, in every phase of my life, I've there's always been something that I've been insecure about, and that has changed over every phase, and I work towards it, and I think that at the end of the day, I have realized that that is essentially what what living is. They, you for five years, you are. Uh, I don't know. You are uh, trying to. You're insecure about your body, so you're trying to work out. You're insecure about you being single. So that's what you work on, and it keeps going through in periods of life. You don't have money. You work on making money, etc., etc. And it's not like specific phases, like five years, five years, five years. But it's just those up ups and downs that people talk about uh, metaphorically. That yeah. I think is. what the secret to life is uh, you're welcome ladies and gentlemen I've answered the question yeah i think i also like being single nobody gives a shit anymore hey, we both can attest <laughs> to that nachiket <laughs> forever single that should be a tagline but but jokes aside right like that that aspect of being despondent right like that aspect of feeling that hey am i going to do something am i going to am i going to achieve something or am i hitting a ceiling you and i have had this discussion over multiple occasions 
and including and including you with her yep. too um of 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 feeling of feeling this void or this gap in our life where we do not know how to fill it with so we tried so we tried to cater that with not with only materialistic things to make this conversation sh- sound shallow but you try to fill this void with an expectation where you're trying to add more gravity to what you actually want to achieve and you try to make it more complicated and i have definitely been a victim of that which is i try to make things sound more complex than what it is and it's not worth it because at the end of the day the only person who is under pressure is you and that's absolutely nobody else i mean the yeah i, I was going through that phase where uh, yeah i mean i would just ascribe things to uh, be very complex and then i used to put a lot of thought into it and yeah this use external means of of satisfaction that is this gets carried into get into poor habits and the way of doing that just go down a, a rabbit hole of self destruction but i think that's where i feel like the, the number 27 the age 27 is really creepy and it, it's, it's not just i mean if you think more about uh, how many people died at the age of 27 you actually associate that with uh, you know phase in your life when you just started being yourself completely and your brain developed towards fullest and yeah you is it 27 your brain develops completely and you're talking on club 27 right hendrix Morrison. yeah i'm talking about club 27 yes okay stuart very much by but when you're late <laughs> late 20s and your years atal bihari vajpayee was born dead bro <laughs> so was Nar- so was narsimharao dude when i saw narsimharao the first time on the tv right i was like how the fuck can this guy look so old like this guy look like skin was falling off of his face so it felt like god when he made him was like fuck this i'm just going to make this guy look like clay i i i need to let's not digress <laughs> i just sound like modi with a different nasal twang but he <laughs> was the same are but bro you don't have an amit shah next to you if you have amit shah next to you then i'm all for you i'll become your biggest bandwagon fan but anyways but, yeah sorry okay uh, so whether you you hit upon something that i have thought about uh, before so we have probably been hanging out since i don't know 15 years okay, now yep uh, more or less and i have seen a noticeable change in your mindset so that, i would say that noticeable change has come over the last 3 years what do you think so that 3 years yeah. is around the time when you turned 27 right so yeah the, it's interesting because i just click i just connected those two dots together and <laughs> why do you think that happened like, i don't know i have not talked to you about this before well, like why do you think around that time it changed Well, that's curious. I mean, I would think that the major event that happened was me meeting my wife during that period after I was 27. And after that, I just took uh, responsibility to, you know, and, and try not to be an idiot all the time and and try not to be very self-critical. So I was just driven by the tasks that I do routinely and, and uh, yeah, that just shaped. changed my mindset i suppose i became a normie if you would call that but it it helped stabilize me 
man i wish i was <laughs> sometimes you do think hey, i wish i didn't think so much you know what i'm saying <laughs> it, it's it's good but no i'm i'm glad you did because you were uh, you had become out there which i'm glad you you gotten out of remember the time when we were joking about me living in a in a halfway house yes you yeah. have come from, <laughs> come quite away from there <laughs> i have not quite oh a drifter God. but things have stopped since then well uh, now now do you know now that you have brought it up can you tell us about that halfway house please <laughs> Yeah, so I was gonna say we want to know. Please let the yes. audience know about your halfway house, and then we'll also rip on Nachike. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh damn it! So the biggest contrast in that in that scenario was that I was working at the Mayo Clinic, but I couldn't find accommodation in a good enough place where uh, you know other important employees of Mayo Clinic worked. So I just went with whatever I could find in Craigslist, and then I think I ended up with. Uh, Sort of ramshackle house where I had to live in with people who were on parole and uh, who, were, <laughs> who were just recovering from fucking uh, heroin addiction. <laughs> But the interesting part is I still made friends with them, and uh, I I hooked onto those things. I didn't land up in jail <laughs> yet. No, I think Vidur Vidur is out now for good from that life. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I you mean, is is that sense of responsibility, man? That response sense of responsibility comes from a lot of different factors, right? Vidur, you found that in uh, through your wife, Akash. I think I believe you found that through Adskate, and I thought that I had found it when I started working. I love my job. but there's still it's been 5 years now it's been a while since i've been working here and mm-hmm. i have agash you and i we have talked about this specifically on you know a, a independence right independence is a very key uh, factor it's not independence in terms of you know working for someone or working for yourself but just independence in life and you're not dependent on uh people for happiness and there's 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 phases even when i think that i figured it all out uh where i do doubt myself on not specifically for you know being happy about my job but whether everything else that i'm doing am i doing it right I think that's a do you sorry to but yeah, yeah i think that's the uh... thing with being so fixated on a workplace i have what you call the imposter syndrome and everything that you do at your workplace then drives your work whereas it should be the total opposite i'm sure akash can dwell on dwell on that yeah i mean to a certain extent you're talking about you're talking about passion right and passion is a very loosely used word now <laughs> thanks to social media but passion comes from what drives you and a driver should not be a financial driver the unfortunate problem is that the pegging of anything right the pegging of your growth as nachiket gokhle or as vidur sharma as you see i said his name correctly the, uh, the, 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 the problem with, 
Yeah, the problem. Yeah, the problem lies in the fact that the pegging takes place, uh, or the attribution takes place based on cash flow or monetary value, and due to that, there's a massive amount of dissonance that is caused, and people can never be happy with the level that it, that they are at. So you will learn more when you when you cause a rupture. This do the reason why I'm really happy and proud about the fact that you have done the podcast is because it's a form of disruption. It doesn't have to be a societal disruption, but the disruption starts within, and then you are you are essentially chalking out a path for you. Currently, the podcast will be a method or a expression, Absolutely. a mode of expression. But soon enough, there will soon enough there will be a path that you will chalk that you will chalk out that you will chalk out automatically. And that's the thing that I bet even Vidur through his PhD or me by making a ton of mistakes in the startup that I'm learning too. Yeah, on the point of that podcast, that's something I really admire about it. It's not just in terms of making new content, for example, the, the uh, new state-of-the-art tools and stuff, but it's with that motive of just keeping your friends and connections closer and in a very smart and structured way every week. Yeah, and I mean one of the one of the biggest reasons I'm doing this is because I want a catalog. Uh, it's something that i can revisit say 10 years down the line and you know just listen to ourselves talk about stuff like this i wish i could listen to us talk 10 years ago you guys are saying this is the entire discussion that we are having <laughs> because it gives us insight in how much we have changed whether we have grown or whether we have not grown or whether we have gone back backwards but <laughs> it's just insight right and any insight is helpful absolutely and this goes back to the point at which remember when we were sitting outside the bar uh, in chicago before the champions league match and we were all asking each other like what is the meaning of whatever we are doing and it boils down to that right like we are all trying to find the meaning in what we are doing we have all hit a stage in terms of acumen and in terms of bank balance but we want to go further we want to pivot we want to go in a different direction a path that's less traveled and we're all figuring it out man which is where like, it gets interesting right so which is where like one of the major things that i'm trying to do is that i'm trying to force myself to read 12 books this year and this has been a mammoth yeah. of a task my no, my attention span <laughs> is like a pigeon that's what i've noticed <laughs> Three minutes into a reading a book, I'm like, "Fuck this! This is torture. Time to go back to videos." Then you have to just power through, which is why the other day when you told me Nachiket that you're reading every day, like I'm like, "Fuck it! If Nachiket can do it, I'm going to power through also." So last night I fell asleep with the book on my face. The last time that happened was in grad school because I was not interested in the subject matter. But yeah, yeah, that's impressive. So, what's the book that you're reading right now, man? Nachiket or Vidur? Uh, I am reading a uh, lot of the rings. I said that on the previous podcast also, but oh yeah, yeah, I I remember that. Yes, I'm I'm reading a lot of the rings, and I'm making solid headway. And you you realize like once you make it a habit, you get you know you obviously get better at it, right? So I started off as barely getting through two pages in one like thirty minutes. I was getting distracted by my phone, but just through forcing myself, I can I easily get through a chapter or two chapters nowadays. Easy. Uh, the only reason I stop reading is because I have to sleep. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm work, still working on my goldfish man. attention span, but yeah, I, I tend to blank on that question whenever you ask me. But uh, I mean, if I were to pick one book, it's I've been trying to read this book called Arrival of the Fittest by Andreas Wagner. It's just it's different from Survival of the Fittest, uh, based on Dawkins' theory, in that he actually describes how the initial molecules that made life could have come about, whether it came from proteins or from or from DNA and how uh, it's sustained after that, and how or from God, <laughs> you miss God. <laughs> or God, yes. You mean you you mean the God? <laughs> yes, yes, true. Uh, so, what are you talking about, Amit Shah? Dude, uh, no, Amit Shah is Amit Shah is beyond <laughs> God. See, there are two people in life that I highly admire: as Amit Shah and then Mukesh Bhai. <laughs> so Mukesh Bhai is like. He, I I should I should have a photo frame of him somewhere in this apartment, but uh, jokes aside, yeah, I'm reading this book called Twenty One Forty by Kim Stanley Robinson, and this other book which I think I find more interesting than uh, than uh, than Twenty One Forty is called Griftopia. Griftopia is about the financial mm-hmm. debacle in two thousand eight, and a a Rolling Stone writer called Matt Taibbi wrote the book. and and it's an amazing read man he writes it from a perspective of not understanding finance so he talks to a ton of people okay so he talks to like 10 That's fascinating oh 10 is a very less number yeah and then he goes around he talks to a shopkeeper he talks to a bank manager he talks to his wife he talks to everybody and everybody is giving them their perspective of what the financial debacle was then he goes and talks to a banker okay then the banker gives him his perspective and then he realizes the guys who work in investment banking do not understand the whole level playing field and it's just fascinating and i'm still going yeah, to like reading book. about books yeah, i'm just reading about reading about books basically <laughs> so <laughs> reading about reading. yeah that's actually i just yeah. follow these authors on twitter and uh, i get the false satisfaction that i have <laughs> Hey, do do you argue with people on Twitter? I or don't, but I've been passive by nature. But yeah. <laughs> nonsense. Deep down, I know you have an RSS page in you. We all know I that. Do. I just don't. I don't. Uh, uh, whatever. Insert myself into these conversations. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking <laughs> of finance, I just remembered something. So today, I was part of. Uh, uh, Con- convocation you call it like the graduation ceremony yeah uh, yeah, yeah so sriram and mandu they just graduated out uh, frost and on online yeah, yeah so because of this scenario there's not an act there, there wasn't a full fledged ceremony so they had it online and it's pretty cool well uh, uh, well coordinated but what i was getting to was there's this one professor who he is a economics professor for them uh, in their first semester i believe and he broke the current situation down and the objective of it is a tiny economics lecture like a 15 minute lecture basically on him just uh, showing similar pra- patterns in history when the great depression happened when 2008 financial crisis happened etc and objective of him uh talking about that was for you know people who are listening to not lose hope and what they can do to make the most out of this scenario 
So a couple of suggestions that he gave was uh, one for companies to start hiring uh, because you know people are looking for jobs. People are getting laid off, yeah. right? So you you can find talented people outside in the workforce. Uh, second, I think he was talking about what was it? Uh, I don't remember. Third third thing was uh, develop on your own skills, which I think was kind of satisfying because this podcast is me developing a new skill uh and it just listening to him made me truly start thinking about getting another degree in economics i have dude economics yeah. is a fascinating subject man it's a fascinating subject i do agree with the first uh, sorry the last point that you mentioned being inspired like today i mean this is going to sound hilarious but why not so today i landed up uh, looking up like everyone mocks baba segal right <laughs> the guy who says and then i was like fine let me look into baba segal baba segal has a ted talk okay i'm not even fucking with you oh, baba segal has a ted talk and yeah no doubt dude check it out it's google sure. baba segal ted talk you can get tedx but it's not a ted talk um um so the thing with baba segal right what has impressed was what you just mentioned nachike it's a never say die attitude like this guy did not refuse to give up and he kept making money and then like at every opportunity he said a statement that struck a chord in me which is like like every opportunity i got i grabbed it i did not let go that's the one statement out of his whole uh, tedx that i actually i liked i mean the rest 17 <laughs> minutes was a waste of my time but like but on on an on an overall scale like i completely agree with you including mba schools like when somebody does an mba course when they tell me oh i'm an mba from harvard or columbia or like nyu it is not about the fact that you got a degree that any tom dick and harry can do it this even like bidur can attest because he done more schooling than the two of us uh but what it is is that it's the camaraderie that you build and it's the connections that you build is which is what i highly highly respect and that's what even like doing this podcast the kind of the kind of camaraderie and friendships and uh, people that you'll meet is going to be par none it's going to be yeah. above and beyond so yeah that aspect really stuff yeah it's because it's difficult it, to make you know? new connections and uh, coming from the standpoint of people like us who are out of grad school and out in the real real world schizophrenic dog eat dog world it's uh, difficult to find people and i'm not exactly like the charmer in the elevator or or so guy with the pickup lines at the bar we know that you are the sexiest one though don't forget that don't lie vidur vidur just needs to stand <laughs> i know vidur just needs to stand we, we saw did, him in chicago yes. remember when he stood like all the ladies came flocking to him like to push everyone away we are like we are his friends and then and then he's like who are you yes, guys remember that case yeah i but will please please proceed yeah, those those brain cells of mine have been lost so i can't retrieve <laughs> those memories <laughs> so yeah it's about that it's about finding new ways where you can keep up with your connections and try to make new ones and and especially in this area where you have to sit 23 hours at home and do go one hour for your fucking daily soviet allowance of work you can't do anything you can't go to like a yoga class like i am not like the board game playing fucking sardo sardo making nerd <laughs> i don't and i don't put them up on instagram i don't make do historyonics like that. so 
So you are saying that you don't like Gorbachev when Gorbachev say when he was told to bring down the wall he got freedom. So you are saying you don't like. It. So yeah, it just just comes down to your your conviction, like to the word that I've been throwing out in this this podcast earlier. Yeah, but these relationships take work. Man. Yeah. Uh, there's like you build connections. Yes. uh we build connection i mean three of us like we we want this type but we when we met obviously right but it's taken 15 years to get to a point where we can talk about uh whatever is bothering us opening up etc without retribution yeah uh those connections that kind of a relationship is difficult to first build and maintain and i think and this is very personal i i don't bother to work on it or to build it working on it is easy because i've come to a point where if it clicks it clicks and you just stick with it yeah. but i'm sure that i have missed out on a lot of people and missed out on learning from these people over the last 2 years where i've just said nah not either interesting enough kind of more annoying than i can handle etc and uh, you know just given up because i mean that's how i felt when i met akash dude but <laughs> i stuck with it <laughs> and we became good friends it's a prime example you get what i'm saying so i think that it's something it's something to keep in mind uh, you any relationship you want any connection that you want to build you have to get past that initial hurdle uh, per se if you do encounter it hey man nah, you you okay. <laughs> i know no but like you bring up an interesting point which is you're saying essentially in terms of boxing right you have a southpaw a southpaw is somebody who stands in an unorthodox stance and that's when like even in a friendship when somebody is doing something different that's why that that conversation or the way they carry themselves in terms of not in terms of personality just in terms of their dialect to like it helps and it encourages your thinking it's food for thought right and that's what gets interesting in terms of talking to the two of you all i get a whole different uh, perspective about life one in terms of science and one in terms of uh, psychological thinking or in terms yeah. of understanding or in terms of depth and that's that's highly important right like having having depth and having a variety of topics to talk on is what makes you fascinating but either way yeah <laughs> Anyway, sorry, go. Yeah, you're what the average of five people that you surround yourself with. Yes. Un- unfortunately, yeah, that's that whole Malcolm Gladwell right thing. He keeps talking about the fact of six degrees of separation. It's true and untrue both. Like that doesn't make who you are because what makes who you are is your ethics and ethos, man. This is something that you and I have discussed for age for ages, like Aristotle. like forever we can keep discussing this so like ethics and ethos between the three of us is the same man we the three of us like the same shit we like being honest to each other and we shit on each other whenever we get a chance i mean with or less so me more so <laughs> i 
wise words akash and i think we should end on these wise words uh thank you any by the way before before i uh, before we stop akash i vidur explain i yeah. i thought of this when you asked me the question akash what do you do in life please enlighten us oh yeah what do i do in life um currently i have a startup i quit my cushy full time paying job to to get into a startup with three friends of mine and they are based out of pittsburgh essentially what we do is that we ensure that brands are safe online and we do that using artificial intelligence and machine learning that is intense and i i kind of understand two or three words <laughs> within that but either way i mean that's the objective of this podcast right uh i have had the opportunity and the privilege of being friends with people like this and that's the reason we talk because we i love i personally learn so much every conversation that we have from both of you so thank you for taking the time out to talk here and uh thank you for all the listeners for tuning in for episode 2 uh and i'll see you on the flip side well that worked now welcome back to the shit show <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah akash and vidur yeah, akash you go first So yeah my key takeaway is that in life don't stop with whatever you're doing keep on keeping on and that's the only thing if you fall you'll fall more but just get up and keep running great wise words yeah. from a 30 year old vidur <laughs> and for me that's just uh, throwing out what i've read somewhere else is that life is a single player game and you don't compare yourself with others you make the best out of your interactions and and keep moving on damn sir <laughs> we should we should we should become like a motivational speaker trio <laughs> it probably leave people depressed more than <laughs> <laughs> like we probably didn't dwell too much upon the quality of life and how it differs between us as a Yeah, this cozy thirty-year-olds here living in the United States versus the same demographic in India, but we can do that in a different podcast. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, one one big thing that you know people can take away from this is like everyone's in the same boat. Really, we all we all struggle. There's no problem, big or small. Uh, it's just you know getting through it, facing each day as if, uh, and try try to make the best of it. Right. I mean that's that's what we are doing currently. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree with you. And like we are all each other's friends, man. That's the problem. There's no ego here. That is the problem. Yes. <laughs> that is truly the problem, but that shouldn't be the problem, though. <laughs> Before this podcast started, I was script, sort of tripping on this uh, short short film called The Answering Machine, in in which uh, they talk about the fear of listening to your own voice. it's it's called this is john made by mark duplass 
in which he just goes home and opens his answering machine and puts in a message hey this is john ashford <laughs> and leave me a message but then he keeps listening to it and uh, yeah he gets keep keep getting more and more embarrassed and uh, for it leads to a breakdown and so, now you know how i feel <laughs> every week <laughs> <laughs> but i'm learning to live with it and that's another skill that i'm i'm acquiring so there you go so i right, either way uh, thank you for listening i'm just going to plug this in towards the end of the previous version uh thank you akash vidur again uh for chilling and peace out there peace out mate bye